Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers for the entirety of the Reordinverse. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the damn snack bar. This is episode 146. Starbucks is terrible, but the ancient Greek version is even worse. Is Starbucks actually terrible? Like, do you like Starbucks? I've never had it. (laughs) I just know that they price gouge, so. I was going to the problem is is that I don't know. People order all these fancy different flavored stuff. I don't know how to do that because my brain's like, I'm just. Okay, but as you and I, who drink coffee every day, and you, who is an absolute coffee fucking snob, you would hate Starbucks. Yeah, it's also really. 17 pumps of this, and then 3 pumps of this, and then 8 pumps of this. Oh, you're like, where's the the cream? Yeah, you would hate it. I don't think Where's the coffee section? When you can no longer taste the coffee. I'm like, well, what's the point? Yeah. Sorry, just mess with your mic for me a little bit. Thank you very much. Um, okay, yes, so this is, we're covering chapters 25 to 28 today of The Mark of Athena. Little disclaimer before we start. It's That is the first warning. <laughs> absolutely, it's in Piper's perspective. We hate that too, so, don't you know, worry. You're about to hear a lot of rage. Yeah, the other thing is, uh, shocker, I'm coming off a cold. What? <laughs> so if my voice is fucked a little, or if I cut out because I have to cough, you're welcome. You know? You're here with us, that's what it is. The other thing, you're here with us, it's it's 30 degrees again. It's that time of year. So the fan is on. <laughs> Shut up. No, I just love that 30 degrees and I'm coming off a cold. <laughs> oh, it's the fucking worst, man. I'm like, it's supposed to be like all rubbed up. <laughs> See, it's starting already. <coughs> Oh, I forgot my water. I'll go get it while you're explaining. So, yes, chapter 25 to 28, Piper's Perspective. Joe, what did you think of this section? Right. So, Piper's Perspective is never fun to read by. And then once again, we got the complaining about how she wants to be more in with her boyfriend when it's like, babe, the world's about to explode. Have higher priorities, please. <laughs> um, but it's like... <laughs> Wait, is this your recap or is this what you thought? These are my thoughts. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, you're informal. <laughs> no, I've lost it. Oh, sorry. Of course, I mean, there's not enough Percy or Annabeth in these chapters. I'll just let you go. <laughs> Do we have any emails? No. Fuck the bad What that is from, which show? Uh, you can tell what Kate and I are watching at the moment. <laughs> Me for the first time. I'm very late to the party. It's a good show, okay, back to the book. <laughs> I don't actually remember how they got there, but I know what the two. I know what the big moments in the chapters are about, which is them going seeing Hercules and going and stealing the horn of yeah. plenty off a guy's head. <laughs> yeah, but I can't remember how they how they got there. Like, to the island. Or what happened in the last section. Well, it starts off with... Are we going into the recap? I think so. Well, well, I couldn't tell, because... Did you have any thoughts? I couldn't tell, because you haven't sung the song. So, like, I didn't know where we were at. I haven't sung the song in, like, three episodes. That's not true. Isn't it? No. Oh. Anyway. Well, do you have any thoughts? Um... Other than fucking hell, Parker. <laughs> yeah. I... was thinking as I was reading it that, like, it's so weird that this is the first time that we actually meet Hercules this far into the Rodenverse. Yeah. Like, especially after, like, the Titan Curse is basically a redo of all of his shit and Percy did it all. Yeah. So. He did it all at the age of 13. Yeah. But so, like, Hercules is the Hercules of ancient Greece and ancient Rome, but Percy is the Hercules of modern Greece yeah. and modern Rome. And I just think that's so interesting to think about. And I'm not sure how much of it I'll go into after this, but, um, like, in the middle of the episode, probably not a whole lot. But he was still a young person. He wasn't, like, an adult doing all of his deeds. He was a demigod, and he was mm. still as young as Percy is. And, like, his his wife was a teenager and, like, all of this. Like, it was all 
I mean, a different time, you know, like <laughs> fictional, <laughs> fictional time. <laughs> but like, it was all. It's just, yeah. It's it's weird to me that like even in Percy's world where Hercules is this the Starbucks of ancient Rome and literally like he's on every corner and all of his feats were like super amazing super whatever 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 and yet and even in the demigod world they still give Hercules that claim to fame they're still like enamoured with all of this and not as enamoured with their own kind of like feats of amazingness because it's like all of the little side quests that they go on where they either go through the same amount of trauma or or even just battle the same monster as Hercules did it was a huge 12 layers of Hercules thing even for them but they manage it in a side quest and there's like oh well okay you know, like it's it's like, like a different. It wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. Yeah, it's like same same caliber of monster, but not the same caliber of fame that comes out of it. Yeah. And I know that you haven't read Chalice of the Gods. I guess but it's I've because just you know Hercules it. did it first, and so it was like yeah, you haven't read Chalice of the Gods, but I've just finished reading it, and the tone of that book is so incredibly different than anything else because Rick's obviously at a different stage in his writing, and Percy <laughs> is at a different stage of his personality as well, in like a weird way, but. Percy's very self-aware in that book of how much he's doing for the gods because he's been through two great prophecies. He's been literally doing everybody... He's been their pawn way too long. Well, like, because Rick chose to make each book in the original series follow a hero, he's basically done all of Hercules' 12 labours. He's done everything that Perseus did. He's done half the shit that Theseus did. Like, he's covered all of these bases for Percy and so Percy has become this like huge name whatever and so the point of Chalice of the Gods is to is for the gods to make Percy do more quests in the name of getting like recommendation letters for college that's the that's the overarching plot that's like the you know the blurb whatever and so Percy's so self-aware and he's like I'm already that person like Mm -hmm. when the gods need something they come to Percy first they come to me first like Cody's me, bro. But he's already like that person and so like it just is weird to me when they see when like characters in these series meet the old heroes, like obviously they can meet Hercules because he became a god. Yeah. They can't meet Theseus and Perseus in the same way because well, they didn't ego become god. Well, <laughs> um you know, but so like and then they talk to Her- Hercules, Hercules, whatever you want to call him. And he's like just a guy. He's literally just a guy. He's Him just a guy girlfriend. with like years of resentment, and it's just like it, it's. It's like a Krabby Patty, and you're like. Yeah, it's like weird to me. I almost want. I and don't. And want he it. is boastful, and you're like, yeah, you're not humble at all. You're but it's also like he's unimpressive. Yeah. Like even. Well, people think the same thing when they see Percy. Like, you know, all the monsters are like, you're the great Percy Jackson, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What of it? I don't know. And, like, I I think it's interesting to, like, wonder what Percy would have been like if he had accepted godhood in the same way that Hercules did. Mm-hmm. Like, how would that change his person? And I think that it's good that he didn't accept it because it allows him to grow as, you know, whoever he is and go on to do all that. And it's... But it's just, like different because even all of the gods heralded Hercules in that way literally his name was Heracles and they like built him up on this pedestal even when he was just a demigod and they were like you know you think about the Hercules Disney movie when they're like merchandise for everything that's basically what it was like because his face was on fucking everything he had coins he had fucking vases I mean like what's the equivalent for Percy right now like you make a t-shirt yeah, nobody's doing that in Posey's world. We're doing that in our world. Like, yeah. people are making t-shirts, absolutely. But, like, no one's... I guess the most is, like, he's commemorated in some camp beads. He's going to say, the beads that they put on the neck. But that's him and a bunch of other names. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was leading to with this point. I just thought it was interesting. It's just, yeah, it's an intriguing comparison, yeah. 
I just really think that, like, the standards of ancient Greece were so much lower. <laughs> Either that or, like, they had these standards and then now they've been around for ages. They've had to increase their standards. So Percy has to work that much harder to be recognised and therefore gets more trauma because he's like... And so Hercules is still there like, haha, I've done more than you. And Percy's like, bitch, no, you haven't. I did more than you by the time I was 14. Fuck off. Yeah. And I lost my memory. Fuck off. Be and like, hated me too. Fuck off. You can be like, and I didn't have a wife. I don't have a wife. <laughs> or two. Yeah. It's so, like, I didn't murder my own family. Yeah. Mm. Didn't want yeah. to do that. God. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that was basically... I didn't my have to create my own problems to become a hero. Problems were thrown my way. <laughs> that was my overarching thought. Um, but yeah, so do you want to lead into the recap now? Okay, so we start off with they're Ooh. on the boat. No! <laughs> they... <Wait a> <laughs> I'm so I actually am. <laughs> I like hearing it. So you do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Joe job. I don't like I do literally everything else. <laughs> I don't like being constrained. Anyway, so they start on on the boat. Yeah, they get up in. So Hazel and Frank and Leo come up in their little pearls from the from the underground underground. Yes, and they're munching the on camp. their weed brownies. <laughs> Frank's offering them to everybody. He's like, you gotta try. He's like, grandma never let me relax. He's like, there's seaweed in there. (laughs) 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 Okay, on this topic, I just have to tell everybody that Robert, who runs the damn meme page, sent me a TikTok through like the Discord that we all share. That I never use because they're all in opposite time zones to me, and it's really hard because otherwise I'd be up at three a.m., which I'm not. I value my sleep. I also value your friendship, but that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> they sent me this TikTok that was like, "Your care puffled sells weed theory may be gaining traction," and I was like, "Heck yeah, <laughs> I am a pioneer." Katie Gardner is working hard. It's <laughs> working, working hard, right? Oh, and so and the they sent me this TikTok. They're like, and we're dealing. And it was like hard. somebody, you know, just staring down the camera. And it was like, how is everybody on Here Is a Bull in Here Is a Bull is getting through all of this stuff? And the background, like that's the text on the video, and the background noise is just like the the sound they use is just like cannabis. I'm talking weed. Like I'm talking. Yeah, that's like basically the gist of it. Anyway, so I replied, and I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Look, strawberries don't grow all year round. No. But you know what does? Fucking weed, okay? Fucking weed grows all year round. And then Lachlan from... um, We gotta go weed the garden. (laughs) Not get rid of the weed. Lachlan from... um, I accidentally vaporized my podcast, who I've guessed it on before, uh, replied and was like... They have like, that weed doesn't grow in New York at that... All year round because it snows and... It, it just ruins the crops. And so my reply was like, yeah, but they have a magic dragon. Yeah. <laughs> and so then Logan was like, yeah, but then that would work for the strawberries as well. I do not accept that. <laughs> I do not accept that. Because unless strawberries have some property that makes you, like, chill. <laughs> Be like, how many high-end restaurants need strawberries all year round? Yeah. There's no way that these guys are getting through. I'm sorry. The three main exports should be nectar, ambrosia, and fucking weed. Yeah. <laughs> nectar, ambrosia, and fucking oh edibles. God. That's I'm what we should be focusing on. I'm the Stell twins and then Katie Gardner sacrificing, you know, and put their meal yeah. in the um, communal fire to stick as a gift. <laughs> They're just chugging weed in their like, here's a good hit, mum. Here's a good hit, dad. Look, it's just... That's fucking funny. just has to be that way. Otherwise, okay, so here's my next rebuttal for you, Lachlan, right? <laughs> Why would they need a dragon to God protect damn. a strawberry patch? Yeah. Why do you need a dragon to protect a strawberry patch? No, you're protecting something valuable. Unless they're magic strawberries, no, which they kind of have to be. Which, but they're not magic oh strawberries. Oh my God, are they growing they're magic, magic mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> but those thrive in wet conditions. Yeah. Whoa. No, but it's also like they've said in the Those books that they the, don't the grow the strawberries all year round. <laughs> they don't grow the strawberries all year round. And actually, in Chalice of the Gods, they Rick finally gives like something. Uh, he he gives like a this is what they grow in fall when there's no strawberries. They grow pumpkins. 
They grow gourds specifically. Which is funny because the children are The demigods grow gourds. The demigods is a type of pumpkin. Yes. But then I was like robbed because like Rick, where <laughs> he's, he's you're telling me, if you're telling me that this summer camp grows gourds in fall, where are all of my Halloween little side stories? Yeah. Where are they? Why haven't you written a single one? We could have had like a fucking straw maze. Straw maze? Hedge maze. We could have had like a, a corn maze, that's what I was a maze maze. <laughs> like could have had a pumpkin patch. Camp up what's pumpkin patch. Come on! Out the strawberries in with the gourds. <laughs> Yeah, and you could have, you know, carved them and had fun. Just really funny. Anyways. I don't know how you do trick-or-treating within the camp, though. Everything's a trick. Oh, right, yeah, so that's basically, that's my little tangent about um, the weed. Seaweed, yeah. Seaweed brownie. Is that a weed? Is that his willy? sides of the nostril and you gotta go like straight through you know I'm thinking like magic school bus type you know yeah going straight up there okay well they gotta get gotta get in there gotta get in there (laughs) and so Hercules is guarding and they decide uh, group mission they need their best diplomat which for some fucking reason is Piper and not Annabeth but whatever Um, and then they said Jason also volunteered saying I'm a son of Jupiter he's a son of Zeus we have that in common yeah Let's go. That's the safest bet. Percy should have gone too. Percy also put his hand up being like, I'm amazing! <laughs> Percy should have been like, we can bond because I've literally completed every single one of his quests. Well, at first I think the reason that he put his hand up was he was like, I can't be rejected twice! They didn't want to see me at the fish camp. Can I please be Hercules? <laughs> or Heracles, whatever. And then yeah. Annabeth went, veto, no. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is the other thing that I had a note about, sorry, before this, before this, is that Rick is just, like, fully, he's going all, everybody hands in, he's going all in on just bullying Frank, and I don't understand why. don't get it. I don't understand why, because when they get, when they get back to the ship, um... He's such a sweetheart. Yeah, Piper literally is, like, once they got on board and changed into dry clothes, poor Frank had to borrow a pair of two small jeans from Jason... The crew all gathered on the quarter deck for a Why celebratory breakfast. Jeans? Why and I'm like, like board shorts? <laughs> and this is as they're telling the story about the the fish camp. You know, and I'm like, like why is he insistent on bullying Frank? Like, and he most of the time makes Leo be the one bullying Frank, which makes zero sense because Frank could just sit on him. Yeah. Anyone could just Leo. Frank's got such a cuddly face, but if he wanted to, he could scare the shit out of Leo. Yeah. He could just be like, make but him. he just like insists on making Frank the butt of every single joke. And I'm like, why? Why do you have to pick on someone? And why does that be Frank? Pick on Leo, he deserves it. Literally pick on Leo, he's a wanker. He deserves it. He's an absolute asshole. Drive him to insanity, please. It might change his character for the better. Either that or give him an actual villain origin story that I would be on board with. Yeah. Give him some proper character growth. I need that. But why are you bullying Frank? Sweet cinnamon roll. Baby Canadian man Frank. We love him. Beautiful baby Canadian man. We love him. And like... Like, Frank is so powerful, and you could give him so many things to do, and instead, you decide to be mean to him. Yeah. Sad I did see a thing that was, like... I, don't, I can't actually remember how it's coming to my brain now, and I don't remember if we discussed it or not, but it was, like, whenever Percy did a quest for someone, he made sure that he made emotional connections for yeah. all of them. Yeah. And so that's why Lost Hero was so different, because there was no emotional connection between... 
the three of them. <laughs> because Jason had zero agency and zero will to have agency either. Yeah. He was like, oh no, I have no memory. Piper so was see you guys are stuck with me. Piper was literally faking it until she would, couldn't make it. And so she had no feelings. She had no real feelings. It's like they were just for show and they yeah. were real. And Leah was an asshole and was like, I'm too cool for all of this. But also, And that was the most annoying part because he was the most the cool kids on the page character in that whole book, I'm which is frustrating. And so it was like coming into this. Like when it when the, at the beginning of Mark and Athena when they all merged together, yeah, and it was like Amber didn't feel threatened at all until she saw what a tight knit group that they were, yeah. And then of course Leo, Jason, and Piper obviously felt that way too because they were like, oh wow, they're actually friends, yeah. You know, not like like you said, like they're actually like yeah with each other. And I believe that Leo and Piper are friends. Yeah, I don't mean, believe that Leo and, Leo Jason, and Jason are friends, no. and I don't believe that. Piper and Jason in a relationship. And I, I just and don't. She's still trying to convince herself of it. And I believe that it's a canon event. And I believe that Annabeth and Piper are acquaintance friends. So yeah. like, well, they're friends by circumstance. Yeah. And but Annabeth, Annabeth literally says in her perspective, she does not trust Jason, and Jason does not trust Annabeth. Yeah, Annabeth and Jason are not friends, and Leo and Annabeth are not friends. Yes. Yeah. They are. They work together. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so you know, and you see that comparison. That little group of four that have spent six months together. Was it six months? Yeah, however many months together, working together constantly. They're not friends. They're just. They just work together. Whereas Percy spent a week with these guys. They're just workplace acquaintances. They really are. And then here's Percy who spent a week with these guys. With only he's like, like his memory. I've only had Arlo for a week and a half. Died for him, <laughs> and he's there like he was like. It took me three days, a three day quest to form real bonds. Yeah, with these three with these two amazing people, and that's another thing is that Frank and Hazel are both individually amazing people. Yep, like Percy finds good people to be friends with. It's not even that. It's just Percy is a fully fleshed out character, yeah. and you don't need to use son of neptune as a reason to show that because he has five whole books to show that but then because of that rick only had to create two more characters for hazel and frank and both of them are completely fleshed out in that book and they have good morals yes in a way that makes them believable yeah because of like you see part of their past and you see part of their like in hazel's case you see her flashbacks and in frank's case you meet his grandmother yeah. You get flashbacks in The Lost Hero for Piper and um, Leo, but not in a way that makes it like, uh, I kind of care because you kind of don't. No. And then Jason has nothing and you just don't care at all. Yes, you meet Talia, but we already know Talia, and from what we know of Talia, it doesn't make any sense for her to care about Jason whatsoever. At all. No. She doesn't care about anybody. She's really like, fuck <laughs> She's she like, the a- one guy that I did care about turned into a time lord and everything's been fucked up since. <laughs> yeah, but I was just like, this. Well, because these characters have moral grounds, they're nice people, yeah. You, they handle situations so much better than Piper, Jason, and Leo did all in their own book. Like, Percy had lost all his memories, but his instincts were still yeah. there, and Hazel and Leo, uh, Leo, Hazel and Frank matched those instincts, so they, yeah. they, you know, were open and honest and caring and understanding mm-hmm. and empathetic, and yeah. so it was like, how could you not love them? Yeah. And whereas the other three are just little wankers. <laughs> well, the last year, like, the more that you think about it, the more you're like, the only backstory that you're given for Piper and Leo is the fact that Hera meddled. That's the only backstory that you actually yeah. kind of really get. And that's because, the only way that they're linked. And, yeah, like, and so that's that's, it. that's the only history that you get of either of them. Mm-hmm. You need more, like, uh, that's why Leo comes off as the better character in The Lost Hero, because you understand the, where his humour comes from a little bit more because of his bounce around from foster home yeah. shit. And so you kind and of start trauma, to get it. You know, and his and abandonment it starts trauma to, comes from his yeah. big cell file. And so it starts to build a little bit more for Leo, and it could have been really good. It could have. But it just falls flat because in this book he's just a bully and then yeah. for Piper her yeah, whole character stand, which is all bullies yeah. yeah Piper's character does not pass the Bechdel test she does not at all because her entire personality is based around what does Jason think of me how can I serve Jason and in the Lost Hero specifically how can I serve myself to serve my dad yeah that's what it is like I understand the family ties thing but when 
Tristan McLean is not a character that we care about no, at not. all, and he's a nothing character and a side character that does nothing to actually drive the plot apart That's from cool. maybe make it seem like Piper could have been, you know, the one to sabotage the quest. That's what it should have been. It should have been an origin story for these two characters, or even Jason, to become operators of Hera's. They should have been Hera's demigods. Like, they should have been gifts from their parents or just forgotten demigods. They should have been the side of the story that's like, that's like, um, um, McAllister, whatever his name is, from Son of Magic. The way that he was a part of Kronos' army, these three kids should have been Hera's, like, puppets. That's what they should have been. And I've seen so much on Tumblr and so much on, like, AO3 that's like, pushing for the fact that it's that they're anti-heroes and that it's the three of them who are quote-unquote bad side demigods because they're heroes versus or having to work with Piper and not Piper Percy and Hazel Frank and Annabeth as the good demigods or whatever and having that clash physically on the boat that represents the same kind of clash between the Romans and the Greeks yeah. Makes more sense thematically, right? Yeah. Of course it does. They have It'll to learn to work together. Interesting story. Rather than us just being told, yeah, they're on a boat now, so they're friends. No. No, not, not how that works. Are you kidding? So, Percy's whole thing that he hates bullies, and he does it, he hates Leo. He really, really does not like Leo at all. And you can clearly tell. They should have been agents of Hera. I've also seen. He doesn't seen like Jason because I like Annabeth. Yeah. He doesn't trust Jason, which, why would you? He's a Exactly. Guy. How can you put lines like that, throw away into the book, and then still have both of them end up being good characters? No, you put a line like that in as a foreshadowing thing to be like, oh, this is why they don't trust each other, because one of them's bad. Well. So if they're not agents of Hera, they should have been agents of Gaia, and they should have actually been actively on the other side. I fully believe that, yeah, so the reason that Percy doesn't, so Annabeth doesn't trust him, and she's been around him for six months, and Percy doesn't trust him, because it only takes him three days to flush out people's motives and things, and he can't pick up on anything. But Jason's always like, I don't like dishonesty. And he's like, I don't like that. I don't like when people hide from me. And if you're not hiding anything, then there's nothing inside you, and I don't want to be friends with you. He was like, you're obviously literally the boring person. And he doesn't... And once again, Piper doesn't like Percy and doesn't trust Percy for some fucking reason, even though he's the most forward and honest person. Yeah, but it's also confusing because she doesn't trust Percy because he's reckless, but she spends the entire point of her, like, point of view being like, I wish Jason was more reckless. Yeah. Sorry. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's because she doesn't... Piper, your misogyny is showing... <laughs> It's just, showing. It's yeah. I just this is all of this long rant is basically stop bullying Frank. He's a beautiful person. It's also like uncomfy because everything that's happened to Frank so far, it's bullying in a body image way, which is not fair at I all. Don't like because that. you introduce a character who is not a stock size. You introduce a character who is not comfortable in their body, and you represent that through them. Like it should have been represented as him. Learning to accept his body because he can change it and because he's fluid and because of all this, like it should have been that way. And instead, every moment that is, I don't see you commenting on anybody else's body shape, but you're using it as a butt of a joke. You're saying he never has clothes, he has to fit into jeans too small for him. Leo was purposefully taking his clothes at, to lure away other like things. And then, spoiler for later on in here's in House of Hades, spoiler for later on in House of Hades the culmination of all of this is that his body physically changes like his own body frank's body physically changes and everybody views it as a good thing yeah everybody changes how they act around him and they change how they talk to him and they change how they see him and it's just that it actually makes me fully upset i don't like that because it rings so true with regular people yeah and even if it's not something that you like pick up on when you're first reading it when this first came out it doesn't grow well it doesn't age well it like yeah yeah. but anybody out there who's ever had a drastic body change like body image change in yourself whatever it is you can literally see and feel and tell how people treat you differently but the and disappointing, it's disgusting. Like, it sucks. The disappointing part of it is, is that there's no nobody is holding Leo accountable for no. the way that he's talking. Nobody is standing up and saying that's the wrong thing to do. So I understand keeping this in the book. If at one point Leo gets told, or Leo gets put in his place, or yeah. whoever's bullying whoever, 
preferably by Percy, seeing as he doesn't stand for that. Like, yeah. it should have... Somebody if should this have was gonna him, be, given him a fucking wedgie. Like, literally. Seriously. If this was going to be butt of all jokes, then there should have been some price that Leo had to pay or some lesson that he had to learn. Instead, no, he got a girlfriend. And, and yes, I'm using Leo as an example because that's who has been doing all he's this so far. He's the perpetrator. So it's like... He is the perpetrator. Yeah. And so, like, yes, I'm going to re- use this as a reason that I don't like Leo because he is inherently so insecure that he takes it out on other people and yet other people don't do anything to stop that behaviour or change that behaviour or force him to learn that that's a bad thing. Because they do say, they say, don't worry about Leo, he's just nervous around you and you'd be like, well, you can see that it's actually hurting Frank's feelings. Yeah, that's not how that works. Like, if you know that what he's doing is wrong, don't apologise for him and don't let it slide. Exactly. It's the same way. You say, that's fucking rude. Don't do that. It's the same way that parents should have and are now being should have always and are now being encouraged not to reinforce the idea with their young daughters that boys pulling their pigtails is oh my god he has a crush on you no no for what it is it's bullying it's fucking rude are you kidding me that and like you need to teach both sides you know like find a better outlet literally find a better outlet go you're you're fucking grounded to your cabin or your fucking engine room until you figure your shit out i have never understood that the pulling the piggy tails on the playground that means he likes you how it fucking hurt he just hurt me he likes me no that's not how that works fuck off i'll throw a brick at you yeah in retaliation yeah and he'll probably think like in the way that parents have to teach their daughters not to tolerate that they have to teach their sons that that's the wrong form of expression of whatever they're feeling be like, and if they don't reciprocate that feeling, you have to find a way to deal with that on your own and not take it out on them. Exactly. And so Leo can't hide his uncomfortableness or his anxiety or his whatever in a big group. He can't hide behind bullying another person in this room who he's known for less than a week. Yeah. He can't do that because and he's because threatened he has some or intimidated or uncomfortable. Like, or like, just because Frank has not put output anything no. except maybe don't stand next to my girlfriend or I don't appreciate that you're moving in on my girlfriend or it seems that you're moving in on my girlfriend because of or the way that like, you act I'm, and the way that you yeah. bully me. Be like, I'm uncomfortable. He was like, well, he was like, it's a little jarring that this person that I've just met has such a deep. He's like, I'm, you know. Okay, yeah. Frank's probably insecure that, yes, Leo has a long-standing history that he didn't know about and Hazel didn't know about that they have together, but he's not making Leo feel bad about it. No, he's and, dealing he, with and it Frank is own. not going out of his way to make Leo uncomfortable intentionally. No. And he's not going out of his he's way to intimidate Leo intentionally. No. He literally is just in the room and it's Leo's insecurities. Yeah. And, and that has bled into Rick putting this on the page from other people's perspective as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, stop. Yeah. Maybe stop. Yes, it's nice that Jason lended Frank a pair of pants, but we actually didn't need to point it out. No. We didn't need to point out that they were too small. And we didn't need to point out that Frank has zero other clothing because Leo was mean and got rid of all the rest of his clothes. And on top of that, I'm like, who was laughing at these jokes? Literally. Because like, I don't think anybody found these funny. These actually have made me upset. Reading. It's just sad Even because the it's very like, first time reading it, I was like, that's just mean. Why but it's just sad that? because plus size people already have a hard enough time finding clothes. You don't actually need to point out and make it harder for yeah. them. Even on, even in a fictional like place, like it might have been funny if you stole Percy's clothes. <laughs> like, <he would> have, <laughs> and then you could have had a matching tracksuit. But then you could have had Adam being like, "Babe, I don't even think you need to go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think that's your journey right now." Because <laughs> oh, that would have been fun. Because I can just see him like he's got I don't know fish patty yeah. undies, like boxer shorts. He'd be like, "I'll just wear this forever now." Like, yes, these are my clothes. Literally. But you're telling me that, like, all of these campers and all of these demigods have X amount of magical items, but you're telling me that none of them can create a set of clothes out of something. You're telling me that you can't be sculpt... Like, Annabeth, you're an architect. Yeah. Surely you can't sculpt a pair of pants for I'm me. like, surely we've got a sail that we can be making a toga out of for Frank. Surely. Yeah. Surely you stocked up on fucking armor and he could be wearing a breastplate. Surely we stocked up on something that he could fashion into clothing that doesn't mean wearing someone else's clothes. But also, aren't the cabins magically stocked? Thank you! Aren't the cabins magically stocked? 
cabin, don't the cabins, like each cabin is Thank you. molded, like it, when you first enter it and you go, this is my room, the cabin's magic goes, okay, well I'll accommodate you, Yeah. and I'll make the room yeah. for you, and I will decorate you the way that, you know, you intend for it to be decorated, like Annabeth yes. wanted nothing in her room. Exactly, and so if Percy and Hazel and um, Frank all boarded the ship with the same amount of time to get supplies before getting onto the ship, which is to say zero time, mm-hmm. then Frank, I mean, Hazel and Percy should be having the same problem as Frank. Literally. In having no clothing. Yeah. But we're only pointing it out for Frank. Yeah. Like, it should be that tiny little Hazel is struggling to yeah. with Annabeth's pants. Exactly. <laughs> like, the drawstring's not enough. I mean, the like, argument for Percy is a little bit easier because Annabeth could have brought clothes of his own. Yeah, he's the only one. That's easier. But it should be Hazel and Frank struggling with finding clothes. Exactly. And so then, fucking first point of priority should have been, okay, while we're on this quest, how about you three go and figure out where this fucking pool is or where this open water is in the middle of a landlocked city and then the rest of us will go on a shopping spree for fucking spare clothes not just for you guys like for socks for fucking everybody like for socks and undies because I don't fucking have any literally but then again this is coming from the same campers who had to buy their own clothing at Camp Half Blood <laughs> because Chiron's too fucking cheap to <laughs> give them any <laughs> he was like I'm saving up all that weed money for a new sound system Anyways, so we've probably on. ranted about this for long enough. So. Oh, look, it, I honestly, it needed to be said. It did need to be said. So, Hercules. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, give us a little a little quick rundown and then I'll give us all the information. First of all, Hercules is not blonde. Apparently he's brown-haired and strikingly blue-eyed, which I was like, okay, well, Disney lied to me. Um, well, he's also not blonde in that. He's a fucking redhead, but okay. Either way, <laughs> he's brunette, or at least he's like nearly dark. He's like black hair that he's got. Anyway, son of Zeus, he's Greek. Heracles was his original name. If he'd been blonde, that would have been a fucking miracle. <laughs> if yeah. he's Greek, he's got dark hair. They say that he's got, um, so his blue eyes are scary and str- like they're so striking and so piercing that it's actually like super intimidating to like look at him. Um, he's. Everybody was so surprised because he's slim fit. They were like, you're... Well, he was like the guy, he's the demigod of strength. And yeah. he's, you know, all muscly and strong and stuff. And they were like, we thought it would show. And he's like... He's like, strength is a contract. He was like, no, it's my power. I look normal. It was, he was like... Well, not, he was like, I don't look, you know, like a bodybuilder. Yeah. I can, you know... The whole point is that I go into incognito mode. And <laughs> because... I don't look as strong Stealth as... Stealth <laughs> I don't look as strong as I am. So looks-wise, it was quite striking. It was, sorry, it was quite jarring because yeah. he doesn't look that way. He's standing on a beach, so he's not wearing his lion's cape. And I do <laughs> find it funny that the first thing Jason says is, Where's your lion's cape? And he's like, is that what you wear to the beach? It's fucking 40 degrees out here. But it's also like... It's so funny because Jason's met zero gods. Like... Basically, done. that's right. He actually had. He's only met Hera, and she was in a cage. He's met. Oh, he also met Mister D. What well, Batches? But he's not at the camp in Kansas. Oh, that's right. Yeah, where he fought Percy. Um, <laughs> but it's just funny because like it, he he walks up to Hercules expecting Hercules to wear his like you know full gear. Full gear. No other god we've ever met has ever worn what they're supposed to wear. No. Fucking Mr. D wears leopard print. He, okay? he does. He wears leopard print and a magic diaper. And jandals. <laughs> <laughs> around in jandals. <laughs> Poseidon's out here with a fucking fishing hat <laughs> and Birkenstock. And, and, you know, cargo shorts. Actually, actually, I have to say, little spoiler for Chalice of the Gods, Poseidon's added something new to his look. Whoa. He got rid of the Burks. <gasps> it's Crocs and Socks time. It's Crocs and Socks. fucking legend. <laughs> I'll be honest, the socks are kind of a a miss. I thought you were going to say, I honestly thought you were going to say that he got an earring and put a fish on it. You'd be like, no, that's just accidental. Like, he tried to do his little whip with his fishing rod and then just went, oh, fuck, I caught my own self. (laughs) And then he went, this is a vibe. (laughs) The really colours really bring out. And Poseidon's out here waiting for Margaritaville to open. Margaritaville to open, and Jason's here expecting Hercules to be wearing a full lion's cape in Greece. Yeah, on the beach in a hot sun where there's no shade. And he's like, why aren't you wearing your cape? He's like, you fucking stupid. <laughs> Cut. 
But I just, I do love that, like, that, that interaction was actually quite funny. I did like reading it. Being like, Why aren't you wearing your lights, Kate? What, what do you wear to the beach? What's wrong with you? I also love it if the, if the cape was a going, magic item. Oh. I love it if the cape was a magic item and it just turned into his, like, speedo. <laughs> <laughs> It just transforms because obviously we're we're, rashy. Obviously, (laughs) do you wear a rashy to the beach? Yes. No. No. (laughs) Mum and Dad made us for a really long time. You know how, like, because it is a magic item. We came across the Nemean Lion's cloak in Titan's Curse because Percy defeated the Nemean Lion Mm -hmm. and he got the cloak, Mm -hmm. right? And it turned into a jacket that suited his, you know, literally. And so I'm like, if. If Hercules had the he original... turns into a sombrero. <laughs> I love how you say sombrero. What is it? Sombrero. Sombrero. <laughs> I don't know you say sun because it's for the sun. <laughs> I don't know because it's a hat and you wear it when you have the sun. Sombrero. It's a sombrero. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know, I've never brought it up before, but I do laugh every time you say it. You laugh at a lot of things that I say. <laughs> Katie finds it really funny when I say onion. Because <laughs> apparently I'm saying it wrong. It's so onion! You're Come on! <laughs> You're saying onion. So? U-N-G. I-O-N. Onion. Onion. You said the exact same thing that I said. Onion. Listen closely. You say onion. I say onion. Onion! <laughs> Unwan! That's what's gonna be Unrelated. <laughs> all 
other things fall under just the friend category. Yeah. But she's like, no, but boyfriend, because he's got penis. So. <laughs> he might want that. He's got penis. It's actually like really funny to me, because now that I think about it, it's like, Piper at the moment, at this, at this point in time, can't understand the point, like, can't understand the concept of a guy friend. Because she's like, no, Leo's like my brother. He's not my friend, he's like my little brother, my little annoying brother. And and here's another a person with a penis, that's my boyfriend. <laughs> she's like, those are the two options, related to me or in love with me. You know, those are the only ones who are like, can't you just have a friend? And she's like, what, with a penis? No, that's not how that works. And you're like, what? How about having just a male friend? She's like, oh, doesn't compute. Doesn't compute. Doesn't compute. Doesn't compute. It can't have that. What is that? That doesn't work. No. It, it can't ever work. Oh my god, what is that? Yeah. And. How did we get from fucking Hercules' Speedos? <laughs> that was complaining about Piper! Anyway. There's a lot of that going on. <laughs> Anywho, so they go up to Hercules. Have we said why they need to go up to Hercules yet? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's taken 49 minutes to get there. You said this was going to be a short episode. <laughs> I, I underestimated how much we needed to rant. Right? Okay, so they go up to Hercules because they're like... Hercules! And, he go, and they go, hey, you're kind of blocking the entrance. Can you go through the gates? It's like, no, you have to fulfill a quest slash prophecy, like little side errand for me. And they're like, oh. <laughs> you're not special. I make everyone do it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, okay, what's up? And so he... He's acting really sus in this entire Hercules. I mean, he's acting really sus in this entire conversation because he seems Piper and Jason both like he's coming off as super calm and super chill and super meh, whatever. But Piper immediately picks up on that he's that she's like, no, something's up with him. This is a trap. We were walking through a minefield of what is supposedly a casual conversation. Which that whole sentence, I was like, that is how I feel every day. <laughs> Talking to people casually. Fatism is tizzling. Because <laughs> I'm fully like, I'm like, what's the underlying, what's the, what's the meaning behind this casual conversation? I'm like, what are you trying to find out? <laughs> He's just figuring out a mask in one conversation. She's like, fuck! Well, it's because it's like, hmm, what are they not telling me and what am I going to say that's going to set them off? That would be like, oh, the super, super no-nos. Where's the landmine? in this conversation that I have to avoid so it doesn't blow up. <laughs> like, I was like, that is speaking to me on so many levels because I'm there like, what can I encounter? I hate small talk. Small talk <laughs> sucks. It sucks so bad. Yeah. How was your day? Oh, it was good. How was your day? Oh, it's nice. Oh, the weather is lovely. I remember weather. <laughs> Why the hurt my feelings? Oh, sorry. <laughs> to hear about that. <laughs> Anywho. Um, yeah, so I just thought that was really funny because I was like, oh, I'm relating. And then he goes, so they are walking through. Jason doesn't realise because he obviously doesn't have social anxiety. Because he's a dickhead. He doesn't have social anxiety and so he's therefore not aware. And I feel like if you don't have any kind of anxiety or autism of any kind, you're not as smart as us. <laughs> we have to try all the time. Like we're constantly aware and awake and you know alert, yeah. and they're just walk stumbling through life. Like yeah. she be right, and you're like she not be right. <laughs> you need to be a bit anxious, please, about life. <laughs> it's not gonna work if you are just calm and collected. Fuck you. <laughs> and consequences happen. He's not aware that this is a minefield conversation, and he steps on the bomb. He's just dumb. He's really dumb. He's not picking up on any cues. You don't have to have tism. You don't have to have anxiety. You don't have to have social anything don't to you not be... just be nervous? You don't have to... But you don't have to have a bit of that to understand that there's something else at play in a conversation. You just have to be, like, a little bit switched on. Yeah. A little bit aware. It's which probably. Jason is none of those things because he's been hit in the head aware. one too many times with a snake. You know? <laughs> Yeah, so he's not aware, and he walks right into it, and saying, who sent them on the quest? Because yeah. he's, he's got, Hercules is there like, oh, I remember doing quests, they're terrible. Oh, who's your patron god? And they're like, oh, yeah, no, it sucks, Hera. She sent us. And Hercules is like, oh, 
I'm about to make your life hard. <laughs> he's like, oh, you found the landmine. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, you found the big one too, not even the little ones. You stepped right on the fat boy. And you didn't see that? You stepped right on big boy and he went, Pow! And so, now you're gone. He's just there like, I've been waiting. I've been waiting so long for someone to step on that mine. You have no idea. <laughs> he, was, he was like, the other ones are littered around. <laughs> Got me. Good job. He's like, yes, finally, torture. <laughs> so he's like, okay, cool. Uh, except not cool, and I'm gonna make you do the hardest quest I can think of, which is one of my quests. <laughs> it was like, yeah, your quest. It wasn't even a quest. It was just his lived experience. Yeah, and I just thought that was so funny because he was like, this is this was a terribly hard thing I had to do, and it took me ages to complete, and it was gut wrenching and awful. And they did it in an afternoon, like. All of what you said before, which is, yeah, they he's romanticized his achievements, and you're like, you, you, what you did was mid. <laughs> like, like, right, you could never do what else you could do. Hercules, get on my fucking level. I was like, you're literally on, like, you're on mid-mikioka? Mikioka? Mikioka level! Mediocre level nowadays. Yeah. You suck, bro. Anyway, so they have to go steal a horn from Achilles. The other horn from Achilles. Yes. Achilles. 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 That's the same thing. Yeah. And if you got some stuff to tell me, Kate. I do. Oh my god. So they go and meet. Why do you tell me that? I'm gonna do a wig. They go and meet Achilles, and Achilles is the the man faced bull that um, Piper has been seeing in her in her dream knife, and. Yeah, basically they're like, hey, so can we have your horn? And he's like, no. <laughs> Why would you? It's already making me lopsided and it's also for someone who I fucking hate, so absolutely not. So I'm going to tell you some things about Atlas because they do defeat him. He tries to drown them. It doesn't work. Anyways. Um, yeah, so he was a river god of Aetiola in, in central Greece and he was the deity of the largest river in the region and was portrayed as the god of fresh water uh, in general. So, obviously, his main story is that he had to compete with Hercules for the hand of Dianera, the princess, um, and then during a wrestling match, Hercules tore off one of his horns, and it formed the cornucopia, or the god of, on the mere horn of plenty. So, he was actually, uh, Atlas was, there are a couple of different, like, stories that sort of, you know, talk about the whole wrestling match thing, and it's actually that the bull he was like a shape-shifting god and so the bull was the final form that he took when he was defeated so basically he was first like hercules had to like defeat him multiple times so the the first time actualis was in the form of a human and then in the second time he was in the form of a snake and then the third time was a bull uh yeah so in other like greek forms he also appears as like a merman sometimes a centaur but like a bull instead of a horse um yeah and he always had horns it it's yeah anyways um he also was said to be like the father of the sirens in some myths which was interesting um but it wasn't stated who their mother was or whether he just sired them on his own but some some most uh historians agree that it was probably one of the muses who sired them with him but they can't agree on which muse it is and I find that interesting because when Piper and Jason first get to the river um, they're both like being kind of pulled towards the river in like a dreamlike kind of state and it's like because it's like lulling them towards them and I just think it's interesting that Rick put that in there when like the sirens in there as well so yeah that's pretty much what it is and I just think it's interesting because when Piper and Jason first got to the river, they were, like, being lured there with, like, the, the yeah, sound the of the river. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's... And it was, like, calling to them. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. And, um, obviously, Hercules and Atlas were fighting over the hand of uh, Dianera. So, Dianera, the name literally means destroyer of her husband. <laughs> which is... Destroyer of Hercules. Or Hercules. Oh, just of her husband. Oh, that's what okay. it means. Um... There's also someone else called Dianera who was one of the Amazons that Hercules had to defeat in one of his 12 labors, which I think is funny. Oh. Um, when he was trying to acquire the girdle, the, the belt, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, Dianera, she was the second wife of Hercules. Mm. She was the one who, when she and Hercules had to cross a river that a centaur came to help them. The centaur Nessus, I think is his name? Yeah. He came to help them um, and would only take them one at a time. And so he, I don't know, I, don't, I can't remember if he took her first or Hercules first, but when he tried to take Dianera, he tried to rape her. And then she was like, nah, and Hercules was like, nah. So he came along and killed um, him or shot him with a poisoned arrow from the bank uh, while he was, you know, in the river. And then as he was dying, uh, he told Dianera to take a vial of his blood and that if Hercules ever was um, unfaithful, that she should sprinkle a bit of the centaur blood. Um, in, or make a potion with it with olive oil and it would only make Hercules love her after that um, but what he didn't tell her was that it actually would just kill him because that's what central blood is poisonous yeah yeah so that's um yeah that's pretty much pretty much all it is of his blood then as he was dying he gave it to her but so like how, did, how did they get it if it's poisonous and you can't touch it in a vial yeah, I know. I mean, because she was still the, next to him as he was dying. I mean, the extraction process—you'd have to be very careful. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So that's that's like her. But he, um, she, sorry. When nope, that's the whole story. Sorry. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we've told it before. When Phoebe in Titan's Curse was, you know, itchy from the central blood on her T-shirt. I think we told it then because she couldn't go on the quest, and that's how Percy made it onto the quest. No, not how Percy made it on someone else. In Titan's Curse. Phoebe the Hunter. She was supposed to go. And then the, the twins, or the Stoll brothers, they sprinkled centaur blood on the inside of a camp shirt and gave it to her. Or the inside of a, a hunter's tour shirt and gave it to her. And then she wore it and then she was like almost died. <laughs> so she couldn't go on the quest. Oh, after boys. That. Jesus Christ. All because they won the Catch of the Black game. So the Stoll brothers were like, this would be funny. And they were like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean and then i had stuff about cornucopia but we know what a cornucopia is we don't need to talk about that one of plenty yeah so that's pretty much all that i had yeah and so the whole section of how they retrieved the horn was you know it's in piper's perspective so obviously piper has to be the hero for this moment um, they travel all the way to the river. It calls to them, and he shows up. And Sorry. she just ultimately feels bad for him. Which, sure, I guess. But why are you moping over someone for that long? Like, fuck, you know, I'll move on. But yeah. Um, they're talking also, about because like when they were like defeating Atlas, he tried to like barter for Piper as his new wife. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just thought it was interesting that they were like. Part, they were like, we don't know who they were punishing as torm- uh, like, or tormenting when they decided to relocate my river on the other side of the island that Hercules can't leave. So it's like, we both hate each other and we're in such close proximity to each other. And so it was like, who were they trying to hurt? Two birds with one stone, I guess. And so, while <laughs> Hercules channels his anger into rage, tra- channels his emotions into rage, um, Ichi guy was channeling it into sadness. So, you know. Hercules yeah. is angry and resentful, and then Ichi's uh, a sad boy who cries all the time. Just yeah. sleeps in his room like. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then when they take it all back to Hercules, and he's there like, oh, you finished my quest, he still tries to, like, stop them from getting back to the boat. Oh, it's so funny though, because. Um, once again, it was like, yeah, you didn't think it through what you were going to do. She was like, so do we have permission to cross? And he's like, yes, you have permission. And then she's like, great. Go tell <laughs> Great, we have permission. We got it. We can go now. He tries to take the horn, and she's like, no, nah, fuck you. And he's like, no, you have to complete it. And she's like, you didn't say I had to. You didn't say I had to give it to yeah. you. You've already given us, you know. But then she, like, tells him off, and so then he's about to, like, go after them. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I've got a plan. It involves ham. <laughs> and then she basically sinks him under a big ham. Yeah. And then as he's trying to get up, they, like, signal to Percy. And Percy, like, floods the beach with coconuts and water. Oh, and that alone, I'm like, she, <laughs> Hercules is there, like, you know I could throw a rock at your boat and it would sink it immediately. And Percy's yeah. like, you know, with not even half a thought, I could drown you immediately. Because <laughs> you're standing on a beach... 
talking to the son of Poseidon. And then it's like, we realize that you're a son of Zeus, but like, if you're wet, Jason could electrocute you. Yeah. And you might not die, but we get a really big headache. <laughs> right? And could drown you. <laughs> like, just the... And then we'll sink you under another ham. <laughs> but I just, I also thought, I was like, Hercules, once again, you are a mid-demigod. And, um... And then even mid-ergod. <laughs> and I was like, and on... Look at the job they gave you. You have to guard a doorway. Yeah. And I was like, and on that boat just there is a descendant... Uh, from one of the big three who's also the direct relation to Rome's biggest you know, god Frank, Poseidon yeah, and right, yeah, yeah. I was like eh? <laughs> Mars. Mars I was like, <laughs> my brain was like I didn't know where it was going yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. you've got two kids, or three Poseidon kids of Mars. the big three yeah, three kids of the big three you've got Pluto's daughter <laughs> You've got Poseidon's son, you've got Athena's child, and a fucked up satyr. <laughs> you have a child of the oldest gods of the Olympians. Yeah. You've got Leo. Yeah. <laughs> you've got my hair boy. Admiral Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but and Coach Hedge. Enough said. But I was like, you're, um, you're like the most mid demigod we've ever met. Yeah. And Their combined like, power would crush you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, the combined power of just two of them would crush it. And, and it did. did. And a ham. <laughs> and it fucking did. And those were the two... They were also mid demigods. <laughs> the worst ones on the ship besides Leo. But, you know, some could claim Leo's powers even have, you know, value. He's just a terrible person, so that's the bummer. <laughs> it was like, Leo has actually some really good powers, but he's just a horrible person, so you're like, we're not... The only reason he's on this quest is because of his powers, not because of his personality. Exactly. <laughs> if they could yeah. lock him in his room at night, they would. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Honestly, give him a curfew. He was like, but I'm captain of the boat! And you're like, you're a spoiled child, so yeah. <laughs> Sit! Honestly. Don't make me get the duct tape for your mouth again. Oh my god, like, can you imagine Coach Hedge having to like sit at his door like Dad used to when we all put down for like... naps? <laughs> We used to get put down for naps, but we never used to, you know, sleep during nap time. And so our dad would have to sit in our doorway and be like, "Stop moving, sleep." <laughs> he never did that for you. Job. God, at that point, Kevin just go downstairs and let them do whatever they want. Exactly. I was like, "Why are you putting <coughs> tire themselves out somehow?" I was like, and if they don't have a nap, it just means they go to bed earlier. What are you complaining yeah. about? Well, it would be like during school holidays when he was single. <laughs> That's the problem. I was like nine. Eight He's causing their nine-year-old to have a midday nap. That was the stupidest part. It was like I outgrew napping years ago. Why are you forcing this on me? Nine's probably a bit old, but I was probably like six. Who naps in the middle of the day? I'm not in kindergarten anymore. I understand napping in the middle of the day if it's your choice. Yeah. And I understand having downtime after was, lunch. I think he was. But why are you just, forcing your kid to have a nap? He would chuck us in a dark room and then be like, sleep! And be like, Dad! <laughs> <laughs> it was because he wanted us to stop making noise. And he was like, stop it! Because he's trying to read his book and it was like, well, then you go somewhere. <laughs> I got we go play. <laughs> Sorry, just the phrase. He would chuck us in a dark room. I'm like, oh. He's in a shared rooms growing up. And I just specifically remember Max and I were like pillow fighting. <laughs> and we were pretending to be pirates. And so we were jumping up and down on our beds. Because we're playing. Because <laughs> we're not tired. <laughs> be the wench. <laughs> he came upstairs and he was like, why aren't you sleeping? We were like, because it's two o'clock on a Tuesday. It's school holidays. It's sleeping. We were like, why are we in here? <laughs> we are basically grounded. I was like, but for doing nothing. We didn't do anything wrong. He was like, you annoyed me too much. And it was like... <laughs> I was like, can we at least like watch a movie? No, you will sleep. <laughs> I was like... So put on a boring movie then. Exactly. <laughs> put on like some Civil War movie. Exactly. It was like no. Or Mash. Just put Mash on. Oh fuck. <laughs> or Ben Holmes and Gun. 
Antiques Roadshow. Antique Hawkeye. What's that other one? Oh, it's called like Land something. Landline. Landline. <laughs> Ew. Landline. Feral. Sucked. Feral. It's so bad. Just put on the shopping channel where they show you the same thing for eight hours. Oh, the ads. I actually feel like I'm really interesting. Because <laughs> we all speak the same voice. Anyways, are we done? I think so. Okay, yeah, great. So basically, so, yeah, so. next episode we're getting Wait, did into... Did we say all the titles that we chose? Oh, right. Okay, so the other two titles that we had. The first one that we could have had was Defeating Two Gods with One Horn. Which is pretty good. It is pretty good. And then the other one that I had was so simple. It's just the hand plan. <laughs> Oh, I love it. So next week we're getting into chapters 29 to 32 of Mark and Athena. Uh, we do have a special guest coming on. And yeah, guess, so that should be guess, really fun. Hey guys, guess who's this person? Is yes! it Percy's? Yes! Percy's? <laughs> it is Percy's. Oh my god. <laughs> That's going to be a slave. That's going to be a slave. Now, Joe complained today to me because we didn't have any emails. So please, nice. please, for my sanity, send us an email for next week. Somebody, somebody, please. Um, yeah, and you can do that by emailing dansnackbuffotteroutlook.com. And if you want to find us on the Instagrams or the Twitters that we don't use, then we are dansnackbuffot. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find us on the TD Talk, then we are katie.dansnackbuffot. Joe, where can they find all that other stuff? Guys, come on. It's links below. Slay. It's the same place it's always been. What? <laughs> it is. <laughs> left. It's something like consistent. Oh, I didn't know. Don't talk to me about consistency. I haven't uploaded on the t- on the Instagram in like two months, longer than that. The beginning of Son of Neptune. Lordy. That's, that's how behind I am. Wait, I'm not talking about it. No. <laughs> we won't address it. Anyways, chapter 39, to 29 to 32. I mean, not 39. 29 to 32 next week. Get around it. Get excited. Okay, bye. 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 b